What's up, everyone? Thanks for lending your ears and spending some time in my corner of the internet. My name is Ryan Kramer, host of this new show that we're launching called Crossover Commerce. What's up, everyone? Thanks again for joining us. Uh, my name is Ryan Kramer. I'm with Ping Pong Payments. And again, uh, thanks for joining us for part two with my good friend, Anthony at PicFu. Uh, Anthony had so much information from last week. He wanted to join us again to kind of give us a more in-depth conversation on, you know, what PicFu does and kind of going to a little more behind the scenes, more in-depth on the conversation and content that we got to touch on. So Anthony, why don't you kind of kick us off again? And if you guys have any questions, feel free to add them in the comments. I know we're live on YouTube and Facebook right now. Um, so go ahead and just add those in the comments and we'll try to get those up for Anthony uh, before time runs out. So Anthony, take it away. Awesome. Ryan, thanks so much for having me back on again. Uh, today is kind of, yeah, the round two, the part two of our discussion. If you guys haven't gotten a chance to watch the first interview, I would recommend checking that out. Um, if you have a high level understanding of what PicFu is and what it does, this will probably make sense. But uh, the reason we created this was really centered around uh, people just trying to get better results out of uh, you know what they were doing with PicFu. So I'm going to, I guess, share my screen here and then you let me know. Let's see. Can you uh, can you see it? Yep, go for it. All right. So we'll we'll run through this, and if you guys have any questions, uh, please let me know. There is. Uh, we'll send over the slide deck for this later. I'm going to roll through this pretty quick, but there's like a whole appendix with a lot of visual examples of what I'm speaking about. Uh, the beginning part of this presentation is really going to walk through the framework of this uh, methodology that we've been working on and, and using for quite a while, called progressive visual testing. So like I said earlier, if you guys want slides, if, if, you, if you have questions, or um, if you just want you know, an extra set of eyes on your listing or see if you're doing your PicFu polls right, please feel free to hit me up. This is my only job here uh, at PicFu is to help support sellers and to share information like this. So it's just anthony at picfu.com. The other thing I'll say as well is if you guys have not yet used PicFu and you're a first time user, I'd highly encourage you. We don't really give out too many discount codes, but uh, the one down below is either ping pong or you can go to pickfoo.com slash ping pong and you'll get 50% off your first poll, which is a, a pretty sweet deal. So with that being said, I'm not going to jump in too much again to what is PicFu. Uh, go and check out that first presentation. We give a really simplistic rundown, but just like the 25 second recap is PicFu is a really quick and easy way to get instant consumer feedback. So it allows you to take an idea. Um, and share that idea with our panel of more than 10,000 people, all based in the US, all native English speakers. And then you can, you can get feedback on anything from product packaging to logos, branding, pretty much anything from a visual perspective, you can test and, and get opinions about it and optimize those with PicFu. So the first thing, like I said, is I'm gonna start off with is an overall framework of this concept that we call progressive visual testing. And so the, the whole reason that we wanted to come back for round two, and we've been kind of spreading the word around this is because we recently published a, a really in-depth case study with a company called Thrasio that acquires Amazon FBA brands and grows those Amazon FBA brands. And essentially, and I talked about this in the last, uh, the last presentation about how, uh, how Thrasio used PicFu to optimize their product packaging for this brand, Angry Orange, and grow that brand from $2 million to $20 million in sales. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of create a framework uh, that other sellers could use to kind of replicate these results and see similar results on their own listings. So 
we're going to keep going back to this acronym about uh, what we call PVT. And just a, a quick rundown of what progressive visual testing is, is progressive just means that you're going to be starting with a single iteration and there's going to be multiple changes. Um, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, visual meaning that it's not just for images, it's not just for packaging. You can really do this for anything that your customer is going to see. So it can work for text, it can work for video, it can work for A plus content. Um, and then testing, this is the big one, is that everything we're doing with progressive visual testing is all based on data, right? It's based on feedback from real people, not just going with your gut, not asking random strangers or friends. And so I started working on this idea of progressive visual testing almost two years ago when I owned a previous creative agency. And at the time we were using it to test uh, PVT around main images. And we had this hypothesis, right? that if you were able to make a main image more engaging, more understandable, more eye-catching, or more visually appealing, then you could increase your click-through rate, your CTR. And it turned out that it worked. It actually worked really, really well. And it makes sense as to why, right? If someone's shopping on Amazon and they would see option A, or option B rather for this apple slicer and compare it to option A, which is giving some context, giving some size reference, showing what the product actually does and the impact on your life. You know, which one do you think is gonna have the higher CTR? Obviously it's the image over on the left-hand side. And so we presented this about maybe almost a year ago. If you guys ever heard uh, of the Australian seller, this was the first time that we really publicly talked about it. This was at my previous company, Virtuous Graphics and really diving into, okay, how can you use customer feedback to improve the quality and the messaging of your main image and actually increase your CTR? And so after seeing the success that other companies had, like Thrasio and some of our bigger corporate clients, uh, we decided that we really wanted to double down and, and create this framework around uh, progressive visual testing. And so what I'll say is that this is all still very new. You know, I've been working on this for a couple of years now. I've really been focusing my past seven or eight months here at PicFu, really kind of diving deep into creating this methodology. But where this goes into the future is all based on you guys, like all, all the sellers in the community. And so the goal is to kind of share this information, to share this framework, and then work with as many people as possible to see, you know, what kind of real results can we get and how can we even develop this idea even further. Awesome. So just a, a, a real high level overview of just how this whole process works is essentially you're going to start here with an initial concept and the goal is to get to this optimized concept. And how you're going to make it there is through this right here. And that is a series of feedbacks and variations where you come up with a bunch of different options and you're seeing what customers say, what do they like, what do they hate? And you're, you're learning from that and you're creating different variations to ultimately arrive at this optimized concept in the end. And so I'm gonna start off with a really straightforward analogy. And that's really to think about progressive visual testing like getting an eye exam. And so I think even if you, you're not someone who regularly wears glasses, I think almost everyone has gone to an eye doctor at one point or another. And everyone's been there, I still right? need to actually. I need to do that soon actually. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, so everyone's been there, right? You, you sit down in the chair, the optometrist brings this big thing down in front of your face and they start asking you some questions, right? And they're going to say, which image is the most clear, right? You have option A and you have option B, okay? It's pretty clear that option B is a little bit easier to read and you're going to keep going, right? Option A, option B, okay? Option B gets a little bit clearer. 
then they're going to say, okay, option A or option B. And you say, wait a minute, can you actually go back and show me option A? I'm, I'm not quite sure. So you got option A and option B. And as you'll see in this example, sometimes they make a change, they make an adjustment and the vision actually gets a little bit more blurry. It actually gets worse, right? So they right. say, okay, well, that wasn't right. Let's, let's go back and we're going to keep adjusting option A, option B. Okay. Option B gets a little bit clearer, option A, option B until finally you get to the end and they say option A, option B, and you've got pretty clear vision and you're feeling pretty good. But what the optometrist is always going to do, right, is they're going to say, well, let me show you where you started off, right? And they flip it back. And this is where you started. This is your end perfect vision, the 2020. And you say, oh my goodness, I've been blind the whole time, right? <laughs> and so this is a very interesting analogy because it's quite similar uh, to what we encounter when we're optimizing listings uh, using this, pro this po process rather of progressive visual testing. That along the way of getting from your uh, original concept to the optimized concept, there the changes might be so small and so nuanced that you might not even be able to tell a difference. Or sometimes you make changes that maybe even lead you in a worse direction. But when you compare the original concept to the optimized concept, you look at it and you say, oh my goodness, I've been blind the whole time. You really don't know about all of the potential gains that you can do until you've made it there. And one really important thing that I wanna emphasize about this concept is that starting off with this original concept, I think many sellers would be really happy to have a brand, to have an ASIN, to have a product line that does $2 million in sales, right? But you really don't know what the potential is to grow that brand until you start actually playing with some of these concepts. So with something, so, like, this, so with something like this, do you feel like a lot of people's initial gut reactions are, is that initial on the right track or do you, do they feel like more often than not when they go through a service like you guys, that that's really when it brings the picture into light, whether it's reaffirming what they initially believed or they actually need to pivot like you're adjusting before and they're just not even close to being close um, in their concepts. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. And that's a really good question, Ryan. Okay. The thing, though, that I think a lot of people would agree with is that up until this point in time, um, a lot of people have been able to grow brands on Amazon and build really successful brands, like $2 million brands with product packaging that looks like this. The whole concept around progressive visual testing is to really take a look at your creative assets and to say, what is the maximum that I could potentially get out of it? And so what you'll see here, going back to the analogy, is that, you know, the goal is obviously that you want to end up with 2020 vision. And how do we get there? You know, they can change, they can spin this little, this little knob, this, this thing can flip down, you know, they can spin this knob at the bottom, and then somehow it all ends up with this end goal of 2020 vision. And so when we're thinking about about this, right, and you're thinking about e-commerce, your end goal is a 100% conversion rate. Now, is a 100% conversion rate possible? Probably not, right? But you could probably get really, really high. And so when we show this example, right, of Angry Orange, a lot of people say, well, of course they were able to grow that brand from $2 million to $20 million. You know, they made the, the packaging bright orange and it's going to catch people's eyes. And while that's definitely a component of the packaging, the thing that I want to emphasize going back to this example is that there's all of these different factors you can change. You're not just changing one factor. And so it's not just the bottle here that makes this packaging work. There's a lot of different factors. Like they could have made the cap any color. You'll see here, they've got this little animation of the flying orange. You'll notice that their brand name, Angry Orange, is actually much smaller than Odor Eliminator, what the product really does, the key feature. You'll see that they've got a dog and a cat. 
right? Smells like heaven, works like hell, their, 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 their tagline, their slogan. And so what you really have to realize is that you might look at this and the first thing you think is, oh, well, the bottle is bright orange, but your brain, right, is just a big graphics processor. Every second that your eyeballs are open, your brain is processing visual information and it's making sense out of what does this mean to me? Right. And that 90% of all the information coming through your brain is visual. So even if you're looking back at this product, you might think you're seeing certain things, but on a subconscious level, your brain is processing information and it's helping you to make a decision. Am I going to buy the product or am I going to actually bounce from the page? Right. It's the same thing, you know, that the human brain is going to process an image 60,000 times faster than, a te than text. And so this is the language that you want to be speaking to your customer. It's a visual one. And so your goal as a seller, especially in an environment like Amazon, where by the time someone types something into the search bar, they already have intent. Um, they already know what they want to buy. They just need confirmation that your product or the listing that they're on is the one that they should actually add to cart. So your goal as a seller, if you really get this right, is you want to send as much information into the customer's brain as possible in the smallest amount of time before they actually bounce. And you know, you know, getting back to the earlier question that you were asking, Ryan, it's like, how do you know if what you're doing is good or is it good enough? And so I like to give this as a just an overall threshold for target conversion rates. And obviously, in some categories, you know, for example, fashion items or home decor, people are going to shop around, and that's just the nature of the beast. But in terms of a product that solves a very specific problem where fashion or design isn't a key factor, I think these are pretty good thresholds. And so you're really looking for a base conversion rate around 8%, 8 to 10%, a good conversion rate of 20%, and a great conversion rate of 40 plus percent. But 2020 has been kind of a weird year, right? Because of COVID, what we're seeing now is we're seeing all of these big national legacy brands, these corporations like Pier 1 Imports, Victoria's Secret, that are either going out of business or shutting down a significant amount of stores. And so what's going to happen here and what has already started to happen is that we're going to see a rapid increase in the level of competition on Amazon. And some people might be sitting there and they might say, well, Victoria's Secret didn't go out of business. They just closed down 200 stores. And what I'll tell you is looking here at this meme, I guarantee at any of these companies, what is not happening is that everyone there in their marketing department and their physical uh, retail departments are saying, oh, this is totally fine. We've just shut down 300 stores. It's the exact opposite of what's happening. What everyone <laughs> is doing is they're looking at, okay, Amazon is still a big player. E-commerce is still a big player. What do we have to do to start competing and to start beating these other third-party sellers? And so this spending, right, it's not going to evaporate. The spending is just going to transition to an online format. And so my hypothesis about what's going to happen moving forward in 2020 and beyond is that we're going to see these conversion rates go much, much higher. The same way that Thrasio is able to take that existing brand of Angry Orange and through just a couple, to be completely honest, just a couple small changes, not to their entire brand, not even to their images, just their product packaging and see that big of results, I expect you're going to start to see um, other companies follow suit. And so it might seem crazy to sit here right now and say you can see conversion rates of above 65%. But back when I ran a creative agency, and this was almost two years ago at this point, I personally saw conversion rates in excess of 65%. And it makes sense as to why, 
right? If someone's looking for a pet deodorizer, they go to Amazon, they type that in, they know that they want to buy a pet deodorizer. So it's not crazy to think that if you have a really convincing visual message, a really convincing message that you're sending to the customer, that six and a half or more out of 10 people that land on the listing would say, yep, this looks good enough. The price looks good. It looks like a legit product. Let me go and add it to the cart. Absolutely. So that's kind of the overall framework. I, I, I give that to really kind of uh, explain a little bit about how this process works. And now we're going to go into what we call the best practices or how you actually do it. And so again, this will probably make a little bit more sense now. How we're, how we're going from this initial concept to this optimized concept is we want to come up with multiple different variations, multiple different designs, and then using feedback on these designs, on these variations, we want to move it down this funnel until we get to this final optimized design. And so the whole point here, again, with that optometry example, is if I were to cover up this option at the bottom, the optimized concept, and my creative team were going to send me any of these, um, number one is I think they would be a large improvement over the original product packaging. But then as well, when I'm really looking into each of these different designs, some of them look quite similar. And so the goal is whether you're doing this yourself, whether you're using an in-house team, whether you're using an agency, is you want to have your creative assets, you want to have them come up with as many high quality, not aimless, but intentional and high quality variations that you can play with, that you can test and that you can get feedback on with the intention of, again, moving it down this funnel to the optimized concept. And so how we're going to do this is by changing what we call core elements. So just again, with that Thrasio example, it wasn't just one thing that made this product packaging work. There was multiple elements, whether it's the cap, whether it's the brand name, whether it's the, the tagline, whether it's the illustrations, you want to look at these different core elements and say, okay, what could I adjust about these core elements to, again, think about it like that optometry example, what little changes, what little tweaks can I make and then move it down this funnel until we get to that optimized design. So I'm going to walk you through for every part of the listing. Um, I'm going to walk you through some of these different core elements. These are things that you want to go to your creative team and say, how can we play with this? How can we modify this and how can we test it and get feedback using PicFu? So some of these you might remember from the original presentation. And if there are questions at the end, uh, this we have about like 60 pages, uh, 60 slides of, of appendix where we have uh, more examples. So I can show if, if people have some question or want to see some visual examples. But in terms of product design, this is really the starting point of where you want to start out when you're designing a product. So product color is one. Here you see an example of product finish or product texture. So you might have found this. Uh, this breakfast in bed tray, but how do I know? Should I use the light wood grain? Should I use the dark wood grain? You can test things like the materials used. You can uh, modify things like your intermediate build elements. So maybe your thread color, your zipper type, your handle type, um, maybe even the country of origin where you're manufacturing it, right? Do people have a strong preference for certain products if they're actually made in the USA or do they not care? Can it be made in China? Could it be made in Taiwan? Could it be made in India? Um, as well as the quantity, the, the inclusions that are coming with the product. Again, these are things that I kind of walked through in the original presentation. Again, things that you could make slight changes to and modify that could overall impact, have an overall impact on your conversion rate. Now, product packaging, we've gone, ooh, my goodness. Uh, pro I think I'll be fine here. Product packaging. <laughs> if you need to run and gra uh, grab your uh, charger real quick, I'll go ahead and uh, reintroduce us. 
um, for everyone that's listening on their podcast as well. So, um, so everyone, again, this is Crossover Commerce. Uh, my name is Ryan Kramer with uh, Ping Pong Payments. I'm here with Anthony Confrancesco of PicFu. And he. this is actually part two of our conversation that we had um, with him last week. And Anthony's going in more in depth of what PicFu is from a high level standpoint, um, guys, that PicFu is a company I'll that maybe, yeah. yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, PicFu by definition is a company that AB tests um, product ideas. For example, if you're someone who's starting on Amazon, who's going to say, Hey, I have this great idea before I get into the weeds, whether I buy, you know, thousands of units, whether it my logo, um, or my, just how the product itself looks. PicFu is a great company that can actually test your ideas, whether you're between um, that logo or that concept of what, uh, you might, might think that works in real life. But in all reality, you can actually use PicFu services to crowdsource, um, you know, A-B testing. And what that means by definition is if you have to pit logo one versus logo two, you're going to get instant results from their service to be able to get your information in real time. So that's what we're kind of going into on a high level um, standpoint in part one. And now part two, Anthony's kind of hopping back in uh, right now. So that was good timing for us. Uh kind of going back into where we can go down that rabbit hole and where those kind of benefits really take over. So I think go back, uh, go ahead and take back over. Sounds good. Ryan, can you see my screen? Yeah, I got you. All righty. Well, sorry about that guys. And I uh, got the computer plugged in. So <laughs> it happens. We're going live. So everything happens <laughs> for a reason. No, no worries. We pivoted. All righty. So, okay. So we're, we'll keep rolling here. Product packaging is probably one of the biggest things that you can do. And one of the most important things that you can do in terms of selling on Amazon and getting a high conversion rate, um, not only because this is probably one of the first things that people are going to see about your product, um, also because every single time that you print your product packaging, it's costing you money, right? So you really want to get this right. Once you put out your product packaging, you it's, it's, it's not impossible to change, but it is a little bit of a process versus just changing an image. Um, the other really interesting thing about product packaging, as many people know, is that Amazon Terms of Service is incredibly strict for the main image, including having text. And so one of the things that you're really not supposed to do in your main image is have text. But product packaging is a really clever way to get around that and communicate some of the most important messages about your product uh, in a visual way. Absolutely. So one of the big things is obviously color palette. You guys saw that in the example with Thrasio. Just a small change in color uh, or even the vibrancy of the color, the hue of the color, what's going to really catch people's eyes? Um, things like the accent color. Now, I talked about this example in the previous presentation, but this has a bunch of different elements uh, that have all worked together, which make option A really the winner here. And again, this is really comes down to these accent colors, right? This blue and the uh, light gray really contrasts well versus this dark purple really all kind of blends in together. Which one's more eye-catching? We're seeing even different elements like the cap color, you know, the bottle color. These are small changes. Like, and maybe someone, you know, if there's people who are color deficient that are watching today, you know, you might not even be able to really tell a difference between these three, but just small changes in colors really can make a big difference. Uh, organization of information is a big one, right? Because in this example, people, it's showing what the benefits of the product are, but because this is an immune support supplement, people know what the benefits of the product are. What they're really looking for to see is that this has zinc, this has vitamin C, this has D3. Um, another, uh, you know, different factors that you can change that you can vary are, are your packaging type and your finish. 
if you're going to display the quantity information, how many pills am I getting? How many ounces is the product? Should that be big? Should that be small? These are all different things that you can test. Um, origin information, obviously this is made in the United States. So this is probably something, if you do have a product that's made stateside and you're selling in a US market, probably something you're gonna wanna show off. Uh, that's also very relevant for selling in European markets, right? Is it actually made in the EU? Is it made outside of the EU? Um, graphic elements, package shape, brand name, deciding if you wanna put your tagline, right? You'll notice here even with this product that Rich Blends, this is their brand name, is much, much smaller than immune support. Right. So again, think about what is the visual messaging that you're sending to your customers? What's the most important information that they need to get fast so they'll be able to buy the product before they bounce? Main image is another one. I mean, this relates heavily to product packaging, uh, but let's say you're selling a product that it doesn't make sense to show packaging. This is a pretty good example of that. Um, you could have a main image where it's just showing the 10 bags here of these reusable grocery bags, or you could actually show something that gives props for context. Now, you could have put an infinite number of props into this main image, but these ones work particularly well, not only because it's showing how big the item is and that these beans are not going to fall out, but just even look at the contrast of colors, right? This is very intentional. You've got the red, you've got the purple, you've got the yellow, you've got the orange, right? There's something very visually appealing versus what if all of the produce in the bag would have been a red or a dark, uh, you know, like a dark red color, right? It's all going to blend together. It's not going to be as vibrant. Um, in terms of, yeah, the organization, even the position of the props, right, is, is a big one. Think about what are all the factors that you could change. Um, doing things like the organization of inclusion. So I think in, in the appendix here, we have an example of a massage gun with a bunch of different attachments. So when you're massaging yourself, right, there's an infinite number of ways that you could organize those in a visually appealing way that's going to be eye-catching, that's going to look dynamic. Demonstrating the product in use is probably one of the biggest factors we've seen here at PickFu. So like if you could just show the product versus show the product in use, if you're shopping, right, which one is gonna better help you understand, yes, this is what I'm looking for, let me go and add it to my cart. Um, as well too, with, with experimenting a little bit with what, what we would call these non-compliant decals. So this is showing you that it's 10, technically against TOS, but in, in many categories, especially with uh, products that have multiple color variations, uh, you know, Amazon seems to kind of turn an eye on to what their terms of service says. Lifestyle images are another big one. And it really comes down to the standpoint that we all know as sellers that you need to have good lifestyle images, but it's very expensive to go and get this done. So if you're gonna spend the money on a full lifestyle shoot with props and models and all of these different things in an environment, you really wanna make sure you're getting it right. So when your agency comes to you and they say, hey, we need a model for this shoot, or maybe you say that you want the model, I guarantee they're not just giving you one option, right? They're probably giving you a few different options. So using PickFu just at the start to say which model is going to best uh, connect with the customer on this product or in this category. Even things, and this seems really insignificant, but you can see again with the optometry example, how small changes can make a big difference. I've seen really good examples of people coordinating the model's outfit, right? To match with the product scheme or even accessories, right? How could you make the person look maybe more conservative more young, more, you know, more hip, right? What could you do with the glasses that they're wearing, the accessories that they're wearing with their clothes? Um, different things like the foreground texture, right? You know, here we've got a marble countertop, but what if we would do different, different, um, you know, different examples of that, or maybe even the background environment. Here you'll see that they changed the color to match the cup, but 
if you're putting in potentially a Photoshop background of a kitchen, right? How many different versions of a kitchen could you use or even styling the environment for the lifestyle shoot? You can use this with prop styling. Yep, go ahead. I'm sorry, Anthony, jump in. So I have a quick question. Maybe this is uh, not something you guys do. When someone has all these different ideas, is this something that the user or the seller in this case has to provide to you? Or is this something that PicFu can jump in and assist um, create those kinds of assets? Yeah, absolutely. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to have the creative and then you're going to upload that into PicFu to test it. Now, with that being said, what I'd recommend doing is if, if you're going into a lifestyle shoot or maybe you're going into getting your product packaging, packaging design, we do have a really great customer success team. So anytime someone wants, um, you can go and you can book a call. Again, you know, there's no obligation to buy. We'd be more than happy to look at what your assets are and give you recommendations as to like, hey, here's the different things that you could test. Here's the different things that you can modify. Okay, perfect. Um, I'll keep rolling here. I mean, even in terms of prop styling, you know, and, and, and this is something that if you're not the one who's personally going and taking these photos is share this presentation or share this information with your creative team. It really does come down to the creative team to go and test and, and, and change these different things. But like here, you've got gold silverware. Like what if it was silver? What if it wasn't a spoon and a fork? What if there was a better thing that related to a coffee tumbler? Right. And coming up and in, in, in really creating these different variations that you could go in and test using PicFu. Um, in terms of photo inspiration and direction, you can go and look at what are your existing competitors doing, going and actually taking their existing lifestyle images and saying, okay, which, which one of these is the best? And looking at the feedback and saying, okay, what was good about this lifestyle shoot? What could be improved? And what could you actually learn about that before going into your shoot and say, okay, I'm going to create lifestyle images knowing what is good and bad about the competitors. And I'm going to go and create something that's even better. Um, yeah. And then in terms of post editing and effects, right, there's a lot that you can do in Photoshop. So again, what can you do with the images that you've taken? How can you adjust those, create different variations and uh, use PicFu to test those? Um, infographics are a big one as well. You know, I think this is the example I went through last time. And, and this is really the, the key, you know, a key aspect of PicFu. It's like if I was going to go and sell these Bluetooth headphones, before I would go in and, and design any of this is I would go and these are two top sellers of this product. I would go in and run a competitive test on PicFu saying, okay, which one is better? And then I would look at the feedback uh, before going and creating my own images. Because what you'll realize about this image is both of these infographics are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to explain how easy it is to pair these Bluetooth headphones with your phone. And so what the test is most likely going to show me and what this one showed is that these different factors like just the text selection, you know, people had feedback and comments on the graphic elements, looking at this one over here on the left, like there's all of this extra stuff going on. And so when you run a PicFu test, this stuff is going to become very, very clear. And so now I know, oh, I'm not going to make that same mistake when I go and create my own infographics. You know, just different things here, like this has a solid white background. It's much easier to digest. And so if you don't know that right off the bat, PicFu can help you find these answers before you start going and making this happen. Different things as well with like stock photo selection, right? When your creative team is going through and they're picking which stock image, right? They're not, they don't just have one option for like the hands that they're going to use here or the phone that they're going to use here or whatever the different elements are. There's an infinite number of options. And so PicFu can help you windle down those options, make those small adjustments so that you end up with this thing that looks really, really good. Um, yeah, color palette, we have the orientation, like you can, you can move this, right? Is this hand too big? Is this hand too small? Should the phone be bigger? Should it take up half the screen? 
I don't know the answers to these things. These are things <laughs> that you're going to want to move down that funnel, right? Because you're not quite sure. Like when the opto- I mean, the optometrist obviously knows what they're doing, but like sometimes they go in a wrong direction, they make the adjustment and they're like, no, that's actually worse. And you just have to, that's part of the process, right? That's how you get to that final optimized image. Right. Um, in terms of video, right? Video PPC is really blowing up. It's becoming very effective. And so again, when you're creating your video, videos are much more dynamic than images because you know there's a lot more going on. So you might go and say, initially you might think, okay, I'm just gonna go, my script writer is gonna write me the script and I'm gonna have one hook, I'm gonna have one CTA. No, like what you should be doing now, you know you're gonna be t- spending a ton of money running PPC to that video. You know a lot of people are gonna see it on your listing. So when you're going and you're actually in the shooting process, when you're in the writing process, come, to, come up with a few different versions of your hook. Come up with a few different versions of your CTA and then pull those into PicFu and see what do customers actually like the best. And based on that information, how could I test a couple different versions of a hook or a call to action and then see what could I do to make those even better? Again, with your props and your models and your environment, these are not things that are static. These are things that you could have an unlimited range of options to test and you should. Um, storyboard is one, but voiceover selection is another. We just finished up or we just finished up accepting the deliverables for this uh, design competition, which you guys are going to hear about in a couple of weeks. And one of the uh, video ads that was created, it was a killer video ad, really, really good. But the voiceover, there was just it was just between the pronunciation of some words and maybe there was an accent like it just wasn't it it didn't match the level uh, of quality of the video. And so when you go to Fiverr, if you go to Upwork and you're looking for, you know, British voiceover, there's not just one option. There's a bunch of different options of people all doing the exact same thing. And they might be nuanced changes. But again, you really want this to be full like as good as possible across the board and you're really shooting again for that 100 percent conversion rate so same thing with choosing your color palette um if you're going to put in stock video if you're going to put in background music there's not just one song that's like the upbeat uh you know the upbeat hip vibes whatever you typed into the royalty free music there's going to be like 100 versions of that and so like which one is really really fitting uh with your brand and so yeah we've got an example here this is for the, a product you guys have probably heard of called Beeswax Food Wrap. It's like an alternate to plastic wrap. And it's so, you know, back to school day. Yeah, it's, it's hot right now, back to school especially. Yeah, right, absolutely. And so like before I would go and start shooting a video, right, what I would do is I pulled in both of these into PicFu and I'd say, okay, I'm, I, and this is actually pretty cool about Amazon, not a lot of people know this, is you can actually download a video straight from Amazon. It actually lets you just download straight from the listing. And so I've just downloaded both of these and I said, okay, this is a video advertisement for sustainable alternative to kitchen plastic wrap. Which one do you like better? And so option A is the winner, but I'm going to drill down into the feedback and I'm going to start seeing these things pop up, right? Like the storyline was better. This one was more succinct, right? The hook was good. Different things. And you want to learn from that before you go and spend two grand on getting your video shot, get some ideas about what was working with the competitor and what was not working. And so testing things like the background music, the post-edit effects, even order of information, right? If someone, if you've got an 80, 90 second video, what do I want to put in the first 10 seconds versus what do I want to put in the last, you know, 70 seconds or whatever. And if someone gets there and they don't get the most crucial information, at least it was up front. Absolutely. Um, In terms of logos or branding, this is an example from last time. Uh, You know, this is for a sustainable line of wooden furniture. The people really liked, again, if I were to just see option B, 
I would say, okay, that's a pretty good logo. If my creative team were going to send this to me. But the reason option A is the big winner is because they like the tree, right? This is a little bit confusing. Is this a house? Is it a bed? It's, it's not quite clear. <laughs> Um, so with your logos, again, logos are probably the easiest thing to iterate because you can decide on your brand name, you can decide on your color palette, but there's all of these little tiny factors like font, right? The icon that you're actually using, the graphic, if there's some kind of deeper meaning, if you want to integrate your taglines, if you want to integrate kind of secondary marks or icons, these are all things that you can play with that can drastically change people's perception of the brand. And this is something that, again, you're reminding people, this is all comments that you you guys receive from your uh, from your community. Like, this is going to be comments you're not guessing on. This is something that these people that are providing this insight in your PickFu community, they're going to be giving this information back to you. So you're not just guessing in general. Exactly right. Right. And yeah, these, these small nuance changes really can make a difference. When we start, you know, I think about A-plus content in a very similar way to I think about video because it's not just one image, it's like a collection of images, it's a collection of ideas. And so with your A plus content, there's a lot, think, think about all of the different ways you could format, not just in terms of the modules and the format styles that you can pick inside of Seller Central, but think about all of the different things that you could modify, the different things you could adjust about your A plus content. So again, order of information, what's gonna be at the top, what's gonna be at the bottom, small changes in your color palette, in your text selection, tone of voice is a big one. When you have those block blocks of text, could you write the text that was maybe more informal or more of a funny uh, kind of tone of voice? Or should you have something that's more serious? You can change things like your different graphic elements. Another big one is your banners and headers, right? If there's really, really important information on my A plus content, I'm gonna wanna put like a big thing across, like a whole banner across the entire A plus content that pretty much says, you wanna read this, this is the biggest thing that you wanna read. And then underneath that with a subheader, hey, here's like a little bit more of information. And then if there's blocks of text, that's gonna be most likely just supporting information that relates to those subheaders or the main headers. Um, you can do this as well with text. I think the biggest application of PicFu really, you know, the way that the internet is going is visual and it's really going to be skewed towards images and even more skewed towards video. But with that being said, there is still a lot of value and there is still a lot of importance with text. And so when you're thinking about that, these are four different titles for a uh, Garcinia Camboya supplement, right? And so you can use PicFu to, to test again, okay, what should we actually have in this title? And so you could things like, uh, you know, testing order of words, testing the order of information. If you should maybe have your brand name in the beginning, should it not be in there at all? Should it be in, should it be in the title at the end? You can change the tone of voice. You can change your leading words. I talked about this last time. This is just a really great thing to think about, especially as we get into Q4. Prime Day was just announced today, right? You're going to see a lot of volume. You're going to see a lot of traffic to the listings, but you're also going to see a lot of people that they're ready to shop around. They're ready to click around. So the level of distractibility during these peak volume times is higher than ever because people are expecting they're going to go to that page of search results. And what's going to happen is they're going to open up not one tab, they're going to open up five different tabs. And so you really want to think about conveying the information quickly. And so the leading words, this is just a small, really small change that you can make in your bullet points that if someone's only going to skim the entire bullet point, can they read these words and get an indication what the rest of the bullet point is about? And so testing different alternates for those leading words, you really got to ask yourself for an electric desk fan, are the words powerful wind and quietness, are they the best words to use? Probably not, right? There's probably a better way to explain what's going to be in the rest of this bullet point. So with that being said, guys, that is, that's the end of the presentation. If there's questions, there's a bunch of appendices here. 
um, and I can give some more visual examples. But uh, one thing I will note is that a few days ago, we launched for the very first time bundled pricing options. And the whole reason that we put these out is because we had a lot of PicFu users coming to us and they were saying, hey, I want to run multiple tests back to back to back, but I want a special discount for buying in bulk. So we worked really hard as a team to set these up and to give that functionality. Um, and so you guys can go to pickfoo.com slash bundles and, and you can get those different bundles. They're only available through the end of October. So I'd, I'd go pretty quick. And again, if you've never used PickFoo, I'd highly recommend using the code ping pong. Our tests start at just 50 bucks. So you know, $25 for your first test is not so bad. So uh, not yeah, bad at all. that's what I got. Well, that's awesome. Hey, Anthony, that, that's a ton of great information. And like you said, obviously with with Prime Day being announced right now, we're going into Q4. We are in, you know, in the midst of Q4. Well, what's what's some major uh, things that you guys are seeing on your end? Is it is it huge on video? Is it more of you know how people can optimize right now? What, what's kind of the the trends that you are seeing on your end? Yeah. So the biggest one is you know we just released a really great article on our blog, and it's all about how you can prep your listing in time for Q4. And so that's going to give a really clear breakdown of all the different ways you can test it. And then also, you know, suggested questions that you might use. The thing that you got to keep in mind in terms of Q4 is that there's certain things that you can do later and later into Q4. And there's certain things that you can you, you really need to execute on now. And so realistically, like if you're a week before Christmas, are you going to be able to do a lifestyle shoot? Will you be able to do a video? <laughs> Will you be able to like change your product packaging? Probably not. And so what you have to do as a seller is you have to think about what are the things that I can change now and try to optimize those. The biggest thing that we're seeing all around, though, is that people are doubling down in these tests and that the number of tests is going up. Because, again, like with the optometry example, it's the where we see the biggest success in this. And this isn't me trying to sell more PicFu polls. This is just the way that it works. It's part of your job. I go ahead. <laughs> this is this is literally the way that it works. It's like you could run one test, and and I just saw this with our agency design competition. I started out giving everyone like ten tests, right? And what they were doing is they were testing like their main image or their product packaging, and they were testing like one or two things. And then as they test those things, they learn up new things that they want to change. Like, well, I, I didn't really think about that, or I didn't think about this. And so it's all about this progression of your images. Um, and it, it's just part of a process. And at the end of the day, it's it's a little bit of an investment. But if you think about, we're going to have 2x of volume, 2x of traffic. If you have an even slight meaningful impact in your conversion rate, you know, it's it can really make a big difference in your business. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, now's not the time to be testing with that. It's to be optimized already, which is obviously why they should be using you guys all year round. Um, is there any other takeaways that you would say like now's the time to do x now's the time to do y i mean obviously like i said prom day was announced which is in a few weeks it's really close to making those adjustments you as a you know you, you said you were a former seller correct yeah i've sold I, I used to work for amazon i've sold on amazon and then for about two years i ran a creative agency that just focused on you know photography video copywriting and uh graphic design all for the listing and so I, i've seen this a lot i've seen i've seen literally hundreds and hundreds of listings. Um, the one thing I will tell people is is the, a really big takeaway is look at your conversion rate. Go into Seller Central and calculate your conversion rate and look at those benchmarks. Because what I hear this a lot of people from, number one, from new sellers. I hear about people all the time that they launch a product, their ACoS is through the roof, their conversion rate is super, super low. 
And so what you really have to ask yourself is if you have a low conversion rate, you have to ask yourself, okay, is there something inherently wrong with my pricing or is there something inherently wrong with the listing? And most of the time, you're not going to sell like 2x of what your competitor is in terms of price. The price is probably going to be pretty comparable. And if you're not selling any products, you have a very low conversion rate. It probably has something to do with the fact that people are getting to your listing and for whatever reason, they're not being convinced to buy. And so really take a look at your conversion rate. And if you have a low conversion rate, think about how you can get that up. So do you have any expectations uh, with this being kind of a weird nuance here, like you mentioned, do you, is there any expectations that PicVu or yourself are thinking that are going to happen in Q4? Do you think it's like what a lot of people are saying, it's going to be even hotter. A lot of people are going to just avoid retail all in general, or are they going to be coming more to e-commerce platforms just because A, to be safe or B, just because that's the trend that it's naturally progressing that way? I don't think there's any question that that this is gonna it's gonna shift heavily towards e-commerce. I mean, even look at what's happening with Black Friday this year. Based on my understanding, most places have completely canceled Black Friday. I mean, I think that's pretty true nationwide. Like people are not gonna go into malls. Most places like that are gonna be closed. And even if places like Walmart are open and Target are open, this is gonna be a digital year. And I think this would have happened regardless but COVID has just pushed this ahead. Whatever progression we were heading towards, this is getting pushed ahead uh, by probably a couple of years. The other thing that I'll say is, is in terms of think about the money getting into this, right? When I first started selling on Amazon, you could go onto AliExpress, Alibaba, you order any product, you stick it up on Amazon. And as long as it didn't look completely, you know, like you're a Chinese seller, you could crush it. And I knew a lot of people that made millions of dollars that would not still make millions of dollars on Amazon now because the level of competition is so high. And so the thing to think about is like, think about Thrasio. They just, they just hit over a billion dollar valuation, right? Inside of it, the fastest that it's ever happened. And so what do you think? Like if Thrasio is out there and they've got a billion dollars and you've got these big companies that are looking at e-commerce, do you, th like I said, I mean, they've got high paid marketing, uh, marketing teams, high paid people who have extensive knowledge in this, and it's just going to get more and more competitive. So the, what's happening with Amazon is it's rapidly changing and it's rapidly evolving. And even if you're a top seller now, if you're looking at your listings and you're like thinking that I'm sitting pretty and this is just going to stick around, you better believe that that is not going to be the reality. Things are going to get really, really hard. It's going to get really competitive. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the beauty about this marketplace is that it's not, it's always evolving. It's always changing, but, but that's what makes it difficult. And that's why a lot of people who are so successful, um, companies like PicFu are there to help you evolve and change as the times, whether it's Amazon making those changes or just consumer behaviors making those changes. I think that's why companies like you guys obviously make a, a difference and uh, help people be, just become better entrepreneurs in general. Um, I think that's all the questions I have. I didn't see any that popped through live, but hey, that doesn't mean that they're not going to pop through. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate you jumping back on board uh, here a week later uh, for part two. There's just so much information and so many different ways that people can take advantage of PicFu in terms of A-B testing, like I said before. But once more for everyone, how can they get in touch with you guys? What's the best way to you know, make contact with it, whether it's you um, asking just like a quick question or just getting in touch with like Justin or the other people over there at PicFu. Absolutely. And and I, I totally agree with that. There, there's a lot of different nuanced uh, examples here about how to use PicFu. And so if you're sitting there and this presentation was like, wow, that was a lot, you know, that's very normal. So we have a really good customer success team. If anyone wants us to, to take a look at the listing, the best thing that we can do is open up your listing and see, 
hey, if I were you, based on where you are in selling, based on what your listing looks like, here are like the biggest impact things I would use PickFu to test. That's what I'd recommend. So you can book a call with us directly through our website, or you know, feel free to send an email, anthony at pickfu.com, and we'll get you set up in the right spot. We'll get you set up with someone on the team that can really take a look at what you're doing and, and at least help you as much as we possibly can. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much again, Anthony. Again, everyone, if you, uh, you know, liked what Anthony said, make sure you follow him on LinkedIn or Instagram or just any social media site. He's always super active with me and other sellers out there. Um, make sure you follow them and PickFu on all social media platforms. Follow us on social media as well. We're going to have more content like this uh, every single week, hopefully. I know I'm coming back live later this week uh, with Paul Barron having some unique insight on chat uh, chat bots, uh, which is completely just different, just like PicFu, just mind-blowing uh, space. But uh, thanks again, Anthony, uh, with PicFu. I'm Ron Kramer with Pink Palm Payments and Crossover Commerce. Uh, thanks again, guys, uh, for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Ryan. Bye.